Well, hello there. Good morning, Multiverse. Hey there, friends and foes. This is Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth while surviving adulthood today. And if you are tuning in for the Multiverse fundraiser, you are in the right place. So stick around because this morning on Back of the Cereal Box, we are part of the Multiverse fundraiser and we are going to be talking about the John Ritter 1980 superhero movie, Hero at Large. And we're going to do that right after this from the Murdering Crows. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Helmets Presley, yeah, he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. Can't be that original. Thank you to the Murdering Crows for that awesome theme song. You can get their album, Four Bad Crows, from Amazon, Google, Apple Music, wherever you buy your music. And this morning's show is brought to you by the Tales of the Deckover series by yours truly, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books. And, of course, we want to thank our Superbox Super box, super friends, Sharice Collins, Cindy Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, Eli Cash, and you can have your name in that empty space. Put your name in lights at buymeacoffee.com slash pod. Our supporters really make this show possible and help us keep the show ad light. Ad light. Um, but if you are tuning in for a healthy dose of nostalgic pop culture, you are in the right place because we are a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth while surviving adulthood today because adulting is hard. And we're going to take you on a time travel trip back to 1980 this morning. When I was a kid, because we're called back at the cereal box, because when I was a kid, Saturday mornings meant cartoons, comic books, kaiju, kung fu movies, big bowls of cereal as we sat down to enjoy our Saturday morning. And in between cartoons, comics, kaiju, and kung fu movies, we didn't have iPhones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday morning. We were reading the back of the cereal box. So we're watching the show. It goes to commercial break and we're reading the back of the cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our world. That was our portal. And for me, it was my introduction to all of the pop culture stuff that I love today. So without further ado, let's meet the rest of our hosts. And I forgot to give them this homework. So this is on the fly right now. So as I introduce each of you in the green room, you are going to 
share you're 10 years old you're running downstairs to watch saturday morning cartoons what are you hoping to see and what is in that big bowl of cereal that you're sitting down with and because she hates when i do it to her first please welcome my co-host of the last 11 years she is a phenomenal actress photographer model and her geek pop culture passions are uh, Friends, Wizard of Oz, Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, everything dinosaurs. Please give it up for the one, the only, the incomparable, D-Barty. Oh, you know I hate it when you do that to me. I know. So you're 10 <laughs> years old. You're running down the the stairs to sit down and watch something on TV, the cartoon, what's on the TV? Uh, what's your favorite cartoon and what's the bowl of cereal you're sitting down with? Like all I can, and this is probably not right. Cause I think I was younger than 10, but maybe, I don't know. I, I want to say like maybe the Flintstones and fruity pebbles. Perfect. Maybe? That's a perfect combination. Perfect combination. I love it. So Next up, Dee, we've got to welcome our other co-host. She, yeah, I know, I know, you had a panic attack right there, but you did great, awesome. And and how did you like that intro I gave you? I loved it. I yeah. totally forgot about Wizard of Oz, so I loved it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, see how much I know you. I know. Um, I love that. Also joining us this morning is our newest co-host. She is an author extraordinaire. The um, host of the coffee and words podcast and she is a pop culture maven of all things john hughes and 1980s please put your hands together and welcome the one the only author sarah jenkins <laughs> coming to us live from her secret beach house in an undisclosed location i love it so you know, we have the best beaches in Tennessee. I know we do. I know we do um, <laughs> because they're virtual. Um, anyway, Sarah, you're 10 years old. You're running downstairs, sitting down with a big bowl of cereal. What's on TV? What's in the bowl? Well, we didn't have stairs. So, you know, I'm, I'm running down the hall. <laughs> yeah, probably Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay. And I'm trying to think what was on when I was 10. So I turned 10 in 1990. What the heck was on Saturday That's morning? I like I don't think that that I was like, right. Anything. Whatever was on Saturday mornings in 1990. <laughs> 1991 I was watching Power Rangers. I don't know. I don't remember. Power no, Rangers was in wasn't high school when Pi Power Rangers Yeah, um, Power Rangers yeah. wasn't until 1992. Oh, no. I was I was 12 in 92. Yeah. Yeah, I would so. have been 10. So it probably was Power Rangers. In yeah. 1990, Sarah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was all the rage. Oh, I, I watched that. I yeah, I remember I remember that the turtles. I remember there was some show on Saturday mornings called Fudge. Do you guys remember that? No. And it was like a it was not a cartoon, but it was about a kid. I don't know. Super right. Fudge was, a, was a Beverly. Yeah, Super Fudge was a Beverly Cleary book. Hmm. Maybe was the, it? Oh, was yeah. it? It may have been based on that book. It came yeah, on Saturday yeah. mornings. So. 
Well, we have one more co-host to introduce, ladies. She is coming to us via the magic of the interwebs all the way from Winnetoba, Canada. Or Winnipeg, Manitoba. I, I combined it. I, I mixed <laughs> it together. Winnetoba. I love it. <laughs> Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. She is our emotional support Bring Canadian. On, it doesn't matter where she's from. <laughs> the, the peppermint princess, the social media socialite. And this morning, she is coming to us all the way from Jack Ritter's apartment. Give it up for Willow Skyler. Come and knock on our door. We've <laughs> been waiting for you. I, I, I figured I'd decorate a little bit. <laughs> yes, perfect. And and for those of you who are tuning in, wondering why why is Willow in Jack and Chrissy and Janet's apartment? It's because this morning we are part of the multiverse fundraiser for the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. We are actually the title sponsor, and uh, John Ritter played Jack Tripper on Three's Company, and that's what he's probably most well-known for, and uh, this seems like a good time to share with our audience what the Multiverse Fundraiser is all about, so check this out. The Multiverse Fundraiser is a virtual fandom jamboree and a charity fundraiser all rolled into one package. We're not just raising funds for a good cause. We're raising fun. Our 2023 events will be supporting the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health, which exists to spread awareness of aortic health and prevent unnecessary suffering through genetic research, widespread education, and radical advocacy. Our fundraiser combines celebrity panels, fandom-based panels, indie creators, and all of the fun of a virtual con for free. There's a little something for everyone while we support a cause close to our heart. Join us on January 20th through 22nd, along with celebrity guests Amy Yazbek, Jason Baer, Chris Gaucher, Victor Garber, William Catt, Cress Williams, Beth Broderick, Armin Shimmerman, Guy Gilchrist, Carrie Schaefer, Brian Hull, Amy Carrero, Jennifer Cody, and Joyce DeWitt. Love that. And we are the host of the Multiverse Fundraiser and uh, super excited to be a part of that. Yesterday, Amy Yazbek was, uh, you know, one of the featured guests and she had so much fun. Um, I was always a big Amy Yazbek fan to begin with. But after her Q&A with Kelly Getner yesterday, I think I'm in love with her. <laughs> she is a <clears throat> she is an amazing woman. Yes. Yes, and she has asked permission to drop in on all of the other shows as part of the Multiverse Fundraiser throughout the weekend. And, of course, we said, of course you can drop in. So um, she might drop in this morning. She might. She could. I'm not saying she will, but she could. And apparently that's all it takes is the suggestion of a probability to get DBRT to do full makeup and do the homework. <laughs> so guess what? Every Why week you we're gonna have you, a... <laughs> I always pick on you, D. That's our stick, right? I see, I see my whiskey buddy is watching. I'm like, hey. Yes. <laughs> I might need that this morning. 
<laughs> William Joseph Roberts is watching and he gives a negative nothing. Well, no, he says good morning, all. So Hillbilly, Hillbilly was with us this past weekend. So this we, we gotta do a recap. Sarah D, last weekend we were featured guests at Chattacon in Chattanooga. We did our live show. Um Diverti nearly gagged on air. <laughs> no, she did gag on air. I had to go <laughs> off camera to get water because ew. I think she was but, suffocating, actually. I mean, she's just <laughs> my, my little friend beside me was like, hey, here's some whiskey. And I was like, oh, I could put the whiskey on the cereal. I bet it would taste like fireball. And, and did it? it? Did. So <laughs> what what Dee is referring to is we did a live taste test, everybody on the panel, and some audience volunteers of Cinefuego Toast Crunch. And almost unanimously, everyone agreed that it was fantastic, except for D. <laughs> did you expect I like it, it with the whiskey? <laughs> so so she took one bite and and Sarah, can you do your best impersonation of Dee's reaction? Okay, let me, let me, hang on. All right, let me get in here. All right. <laughs> okay. Do you guys, do you guys remember, did you ever watch those Glozell videos where she would like eat a spoonful of cinnamon or eat a ghost pepper? Anyone ever see those? You remember those? Yep. And and that's that was D. D was our Glozell. I didn't know last it Saturday was morning. spicy until right before. Like I looked at the bag and went, "Wait a minute! Why are there flames coming out of this? Wait a minute!" <laughs> and it hits Wait you late. Minute. That stuff is sweet in the beginning, and then it hits you in the back of your palate. And I mean, I think it was very legitimate that you nearly choked, D. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Thank you. It was spicy. Well, we we had some great uh, commentary or great feedback on that that uh, broadcast. It, it was videotaped and, and broadcast live, so you can go watch it on uh, Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching this right now, um, and you can see the fun we had um, playing games and taste testing cereal, and we did a um, will it cereal with uh, pop tarts mini bites and that was pretty phenomenal and sarah you were the one who came up with the idea i wonder if the pop tarts and the cinefuego toast crunch go together and your your uh your verdict on that they do i recommend that guys get some pop tarts get some cinefuego maybe some whiskey i don't know mix it all together just <laughs> So if you didn't see, it was not good. No, no, it was delicious. I love Cinefuego Toast Crunch. Um, it's it's a, one of my favorites now. But D was sitting next to Hillbilly, who had a flask of whiskey, and and our show went PG <laughs> as D put drops of whiskey on the Cinefuego Toast Crunch pieces, and and anyway. I think D medicinal. D imbibed a little bit too much. Hey, but she we got invited to the three other cons because D did shots <laughs> of whiskey that morning. So you know. 
Well, that's the funny thing. So not even two hours later, I'm down in the con suite. And one of the uh, the IT director said, oh, I, I heard about your whiskey tasting this morning. I was like, "What? how, how did news travel this fast? <laughs> but um, we did get invited to several other cons. And we were accepted this yesterday afternoon for uh, for a con that D brought. Listen, you know that this is special when D Barty brings me the flyer and says we need to go to this, and she brought me the flyer for Nerdy Graw <gasps> in Atlanta, and I got to meet the uh, the the director, the 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 program coordinator, and I love as all things Mardi Gras and like. I get to do this show on a Mardi Gras theme with my nerds. Mm, I love it. By the Take way, you guys, my <laughs> is like trying to restart itself. I, I'm telling it no, but I don't know if it will. So I'll come back. <laughs> if I okay. Disappear. But the big news is we are going to Nerdy Gras in Atlanta. And just for D and Sarah, we're going to we're going to do our live broadcast at two in the afternoon, instead of eight, nine, or ten in the morning. Actually, it has more to do with travel logistics, but we're going to talk more about that, and uh, we're going to be in Atlanta. So, um, before we get to some cereal taste testing, because I've got Hot Wheels cereal, I'm going to do a live taste test this morning. Um, on air, but before we do that, um, we have some viewer comments. This is how this works. Everyone who's watching or listening in the audience, you get to participate by being a co-host by commenting in the chat. And Dave Mattingly says, don't look now, Willow, but I think I see Mr. Roper behind you. <laughs> I'm all paid. Well, okay. I have a bill. To I have my phone bill to pay yet, but <laughs> I'm all paid up on rent. <laughs> Do you guys think, uh, and I know, D, you have admitted off air that you've never seen Three's Company, but you know the jingle, which is really bizarre to me. But Willow, Sarah, do you think Three's Company could be made today? A variation yeah, of it, but yeah, I, I think it would be very watered down. I, I think it. What? What? What just Look happened? Look at the comments. You? Look what Drew says. <gasps> Wait. What? 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 What is Drew saying? Right Drew! at the bottom, he said he'll be there. Hugs in real life. In real life. Drew, awesome. This is, this is happening. It's happening. Yay! That's awesome. And uh, Hillbilly is going to be a guest as well at Yay! Nerdy Bra. He's actually responsible for getting us connected <laughs> to the right people to be Free invited as a guest. <laughs> Keisha Acuff commenting on the Multiverse Fundraiser account says, hello, beautiful people. Um, and Carl Witzman says, welcome to Abuse D-Day. Oh, that's every day. <laughs> that's every day. That's why I'm here. That's the real reason why I'm here is for John to pick on me. <laughs> All right, so we have a right. big long comment by X Blackbird Nine X. Um, I'm going to acknowledge you, uh, if that's okay with y'all. I don't know what's okay. Oh, may I Wait. share some positivity? Yes, you may, but the the comment will not show up because it's too long. 
But thank you for sharing that with us. Um, what else do we have? So Dave Mattingly says, I used to go to Conuga a lot, but never been to Chattacon. So I will tell you that um, Chattacon is a small convention, but the people loved us and they embraced us. Let, let me tell you what happened. So, yeah, they, they, lo- hmm. what? <laughs> now, they now, loved us. they even could, offered comment cannot be said on it. Wait, wait, what D they offered you? What I said, yeah, they loved us. They even offered for me to go through their pockets. Wait, what? You oh, were there. Oh, that's right. That's right. The guy in the kilt. Um, yeah. he didn't have he didn't have pockets. There there was only one thing in that pocket. But um but um multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but so we got there Friday night. We we did a game show panel, D and I, and then Saturday morning we did our live show. Uh we taped it and then uh posted it later. Um had a lot of fun. Um, with the audience that was there uh, early in the morning. I um, forgot Hillbilly was there for that too. He says, ha, 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 ha. He remembers that. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. And and then Saturday, uh, you all hung out for just a little while and then you had to go. D, you had a funeral in uh, Mississippi. Sarah, you and your son went to uh, oh, visit a friend of his and then you had a thing the next morning that you had to be back in Nashville for. I did a Marvel versus DC panel that was really well attended and got great uh, feedback from the folks in attendance for that. And then I was booked to do entertainment um, Saturday night. I was booked to do my magic or my haunted theater magic uh, show. Um, And it's a blend of magic and stories, haunted stories that make you question what's real and what's not. And so I was supposed to go live at nine. At at uh, eight fifty, the cosplay contest is really just getting into full swing. At nine fifty, they haven't even finished the costume contest yet, and so I'm waiting. And at ten, and he's texting a- Sarah and I the whole time. Just yeah, so you guys yeah, know. yeah. There, at ten, there's a burlesque show that is contracted that they have to start at 10 because they, they, the crew has to go back to Atlanta. So the, the, uh, one of the programming directors finds me outside the the ballroom where I'm waiting. He says, Hey, listen, we're going to have to, I'm like, I get it. I get it. I know you're going to have to schedule reschedule. Well, in the meantime, there are people who have found out, they know that I'm doing the show and they, one couple came to Chattacon specifically to see my show. And so they're waiting. They're from Jacksonville, Florida. And, and, and they, they made the decision to come to Chattacon. I mean, they were, they probably would have come anyway, but the, like the, the final decision, yes, we're going was, Hey, we can see John do haunted theater. And there were people who were waiting all day to see my show. And so I get bumped to a little after 11. And those people waiting, waited. They stayed until after midnight. And I I had a great audience. They were super appreciative. And and 
Barbara says, scary is best at midnight. Did you do that? It, we did go past midnight. Um, and, and, but, you know, people who were expecting it at nine hung out and they waited until after we 11. Have, we have the best fans. I mean, they are just phenomenal. Most of them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the ones that don't make you eat or drink nasty food. <laughs> <laughs> or or want me to go through their pockets or you know sniff my hair a little too long you know but other than that our fans are fantastic <laughs> so anytime that listen d is always like sarah every time we do an event d's like do i really have to go do i really have to go and then after like afterwards she's always like i'm so glad we did that i had so much fun i mean i could do without the you know the fondling. Yeah. I could do without um, that, but <laughs> we're gonna now, need I, to get a body a bodyguard for D. <laughs> well, John has to play bodyguard 90% of the time. Because even like when things like that happen, he's like, D, I think it's time for you to go. Listen, <laughs> I had I had at least three guys come up to me and ask me if you were single. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> Only three this time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, some of them don't care if I'm single or not. I know. <laughs> I know. Guy in the quilt or kilt did not care. I want to see the guy in the quilt. <laughs> that that too. That guy too. You didn't you missed him on Saturday night. Oh, there was man. a guy walking around in a quilt. But uh I was I disappointed you know in you, Sarah. Oh. Because oh. you you did not bring any cosplay with you. I I was myself. I was being me. <laughs> and was I supposed to? I didn't get the memo that I was supposed to. I just I just thought you might. But um you is all you ever need to be. You being you is more than enough. He doesn't tell me that, Sarah. He he tells me that I have to tone it down. Oh, yeah. No, you're fantastic. Yeah, D. I no, I have notes for D. Um, <laughs> for the script, is she scripted? <laughs> yeah, she tries, but I, that, you know, I don't listen. <laughs> that may have to come soon. Um, <laughs> Carlin Stewart says Roper would crack a joke and turn to the camera and break the fourth wall. Some of you know the jokes were well talk talking about Three's Company and Willow's background. So. Um, Hey, you know what, guys? It is time to do a cereal taste test. This is part of our Saturday morning experience. I've got the Hot Wheels cereal, and uh, I'm going to give it a taste test. Now, first of all, this is a General Mills cereal. It doesn't smell like anything. <laughs> and, and at first, I was like, okay, did I not get my sense of smell back from when I had COVID a couple of weeks ago? No, it just doesn't. It smells like the cardboard box. But we're going to give it a taste test anyway. So while I'm doing this, Miss Willow, yes, would you bring me center stage? Absolutely. And so I poured it in the bowl. By, by the way, the back of the cereal box here is awesome. It's a a cutout garage for your Hot Wheels. That's so you, cool. you cut, yeah, it becomes a garage oh, playset. Cool. And there are these cutout uh, like custom like side panels and hood panels that you can put on your hot wheels so i, I might try that later 
but um, cool orange track and the Hot Wheels zooming down. Uh, I love it, love it, love it. But it doesn't smell like anything. So we're going to taste it dry first. It tastes like orange juice. <laughs> it's It tastes like orange. It tastes like the orange track. I, I don't know if that's good or not. And it's Is got it little marshmallows. Hmm? With pulp or without? <laughs> mm, that's a good question. The marshmallows taste like orange, too. This tastes like orange juice. That's odd for cereal. We're going to put some milk in. And um, I don't know if I like that or not. But uh, we're going to give it a, a try here. Let's see what we got. Does it taste like orange in the milk? Hmm. Okay. So, like, like the Cinefuego Toast Crunch, the initial flavor is very different from the after flavor. The initial flavor is kind of like honey rings, sweet honey, and then you get this uh, slight taste of orange, like orange juice. Um, I don't know if I like that, but it's not very pronounced. It's uh, not very strong. I'm going to try some with the marshmallows. Mm. All right, with the marshmallows, that orange is more pronounced. I don't think I like orange cereal. Hmm. I don't. Now, maybe I should try this with orange juice. That might make Somebody the difference. Somebody just said that. <laughs> but uh, out of five bowls of cereal, I'm going to give this two and a half. Sorry, General Mills. You're not going to be sponsoring us anytime soon. I'm not a fan of the Hot Wheels cereal. It's... Uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's just not great. It's not Cinefuego Toast Crunch great. And um, mm. so Don't I'm going to give it... Whiskey on it. <laughs> <laughs> whiskey, whiskey and orange juice. Isn't that uh, a specific uh, combination? <laughs> what do they call that? Is that a mimosa? No, that's champagne and orange juice. Oh. <laughs> What's whiskey and orange juice? He needs I a new I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it. Bill Billy, where are you at? <laughs> Only two out of five. Does anybody else have anything in their bowl this morning? Sir? I actually oh. do. <gasps> but what? I know. I've been what? up early. Everyone stop. And this is a momentous occasion. <laughs> Dean has cereal. I, I know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this, John. I'm I'm in shock. Neither do I. <laughs> D, tell us about Catalina Crunch. Well, I haven't tried it. I'm kind of scared to try this one. This one's the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I oh, we'll try it. it. Tell us about it. I don't know. It's a plant-based, no sugar, you mm -hmm. know, healthy cereal. We'll have the milk in the morning. Oh, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's a dud. <clears throat> It tastes stale. Oh. The flavor's good. 
the crunchiness of it is very stale tasting. <laughs> it's dense. The Catalina Crunch cereal is super dense. It is. I mean, it tastes very. Is that but does it taste like yellow? cinnamon toast crunch? Yeah, because it's is it like the grain free stuff or like it the tastes- special flour? Um, probably it says keto friendly, so I'm sure that it's grain free. Mm-hmm. It tastes like somebody put cinnamon toast crunch on a piece of cardboard. Oh, all right. So we'll be going in the trash. No, <laughs> right? Well, here's what I want you to do, like D. We we had this suggestion last week with the Cinefuego toast crunch. I want you to put the Catalina crunch in a cinnamon toast crunch box. And see if your kids notice the difference. Sarah, what do you got? I, you okay. know, I'm coming in. Okay. All... Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I'm coming in all boring again. I've got my uh, my usual, my uh, organic granola. And, um, Man, it a... just leaves a funky taste inside your mouth, too. Like, ew, <laughs> the aftertaste is really bad. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Yuck. Well, I bet this is better. This is the ancient grains. So, yeah. So, I love granola cereal, and I need to uh, make a commitment to start mm. uh, doing some taste tests on air for granola. And Willow, so what do you what do you got this morning? I went out and finally bought apple cinnamon Cheerios. Apple cinnamon Cheerios. Oh. Those are good. I'll bet you those are good. They are. I honestly prefer uh, Apple Jacks because I don't know. It it almost tastes like they're the flavor doesn't last very long when it's in the milk, but it, it's good. I like it. So it, it's got it, an Apple Jacks flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I forgot about those. And that was one of the big things I was eating at 10 years old, John, on Saturday morning after cinnamon curios. <laughs> I forgot all about those. That's like a, you're taking me back to my childhood, Willow. That's what the show is all about. So, yes, Mm. highly recommend these uh, for those of you who like flavored other than honey. (laughs) I like how you keep disappearing. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dave Mattingly asked me, does the Hot Wheel cereal taste more like die-cast metal or like an orange plastic track. And it tastes more like an orange plastic track. Actually, it's a lot better the longer it is in the milk. Because you remember last week or, or two weeks ago when I did the uh, the Disney 100 cereal. And, and it was so crunchy. It was like had that non-nutritive cereal varnish that made it like, like pebbles. This must use the same varnish because it the first couple of bites were like ah, ah. <clears throat> and Crayley Vanessa says my husband would make us eat all the cereal in one day so we could build the Hot Wheel garage that's funny that's that's awesome or you can scan the back of the box with, uh, with your scanner and uh, build the garage uh, with um Normal mm. paper, or just take the bag. Out. Out. Yeah, I was gonna say, no. just take the bag out. <laughs> I feel like that guy on YouTube. 
<laughs> I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and Carlin Stewart says it's better than Hot Wheel motor oil. And Barbara, you know, if I had orange juice in the house, I would do it. Uh, you know what? I will do that as a special standalone uh, for YouTube. So uh, if you don't subscribe to us on YouTube, <laughs> do it. And um, Carlin Stewart, orange juice and milk. Hope it tastes like a push-up. Ooh. Orange cycle. Oh, that could actually. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. I think that's orange sickle. Do you remember those? The push-up orange? Yeah, I love those. And uh, Dave Mattingly says fuzzy navel. Is that what you call orange juice and whiskey? Maybe. I don't think it's no, a thing. Schnapps. Yeah. And something else. I don't I think don't orange know. juice and whiskey is a thing. <laughs> and I don't know what... I'm just saying it could be, right? I don't drink, so I don't know. But um, I'm sure there's someone watching right now. Hillbilly. <laughs> we'll 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 put take that challenge. Um, and just bring it, and we'll do a taste test. Carl Witzman says, "Toss that cereal out for the birds." I don't know which cereal he's talking about. Is D's he talking cereal. about? He's talking about cereal. Think, I don't think that uh, whatever whatever varnish they use on that keto friendly. I don't think it's consumable by birds. <laughs> it's just called a whiskey. What a whiskey sour! Oh, there we go. There you go. Oh, there we go. Anyway, D's we need to get. He said, "Toss these." <laughs> we need to get well, the birds. To our... well, birds would eat it. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Man, Peter's we... gonna come hard and heavy on that one. I forgot to run the banner for donations to the Multiverse Fundraiser, and it's running now. And so we're going to take a quick break to talk about uh, how you can donate to our fundraiser for the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. Check this out. Our charity partner for this year's Multiverse Fundraiser is the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. They exist to spread awareness of aortic health and prevent unnecessary suffering through genetic research, widespread education, and radical advocacy. Simply click on the link at our website, www.themultiversefundraiser.com, that says Donate Here, and that will take you to our Just Giving link. All donations go directly to the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. As a bonus, every $10 donation that you give enters you into our sweepstakes to win fantastic prizes. All information can be found at our website under giveaway. So thank you for watching and thank you for supporting. Awesome. That was Kelly Gettner's voice on that. She is the brainchild of the Multiverse Fundraiser um, and uh, great, great work. And we've partnered with uh, Amy Yazbek and the John Ritter Foundation. Speaking of John Ritter, I decided since we are doing uh, the John Ritter Foundation that there was only one thing that we should talk about this morning, and that is the 1980 superhero classic John Ritter movie, Hero at Large. So this week in the rec room, we are talking about Hero at Large, starring 
John Ritter, and D. Who's that lovely lady standing next to him? I I, I gave you an assignment, D. You just told me to watch the movie. You didn't nope. tell me to learn all the cast. I told you that you were going to do the synopsis. Okay, what does that mean? It's just like a. Really I even said I right? even sent you the IMDb link for you to I just, just read the synopsis. The movie. Just watch the movie. Her name is Ann Archer. Ann Archer plays Jay Marsh, and um, so this movie came out in 1980. And I'll, I will give the synopsis because this is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. I believe it is the most underrated movie. One of the five most underrated movies ever made came out in 1980. And it's a movie about an actor played by John Ritter, who is hired to appear as Captain Avenger to promote the movie, the Captain Avenger movie that has just debuted. And back in the day, this was done all the time. So he would appear in person at movie theaters. Uh, and there were 30 others that were hired to appear at movie theaters all throughout New York. Well, I thought there were through- 40. Okay, 40. <laughs> so Dee just watched it last night. So she might know better than I would. This is shocking. Um, so <laughs> what is throughout happening the- on the show? <laughs> the, the- so what happens is... After after the gig, he goes. He stops in a bodega, and these guys come in to rob the the rob the place. And he throws off his overcoat and he confronts them as Captain Avenger, and saves the day. He 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 you know fights them, throws them out, and the shop owner is so grateful. Well, it makes the news, and. Um, he becomes literally Captain Avenger and starts fighting crime and he's given the key to the city and everything is going really great until a reporter decides to blow the whistle on the whole thing. And his life is basically taken apart in scandal format. Now, Willow, did you have a chance to watch Hero at Large? I, I know I've seen it before. Um, it is a good movie. Uh, I watched uh, I, I was watching it yesterday, and I I enjoyed it. Yes, it is very uh, underrated, because, and I feel like it's been one of the, it's one of those movies that have been lost in. Uh, the midst of other movies that came out around the same time. Um, so it didn't get, well, it, it, it's it didn't get that... its, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Finish. I, I feel like it didn't get its time uh, that it deserved in either the theater or it didn't, it didn't, didn't play its rounds on TV as much as uh, say like uh, batteries not included. And uh other movies around that time. Okay, John, I'm going to pick that apart a little bit, okay? Because you're like, oh, well, he's been outed for, you know, it being staged or fake or whatever. But he didn't want to do that. He was a, a nice guy, and he did not want to 
fake any of this. Like he started this because he was nice and he wanted he wanted people to be nice and he just wanted people to be their own heroes. And then they kind of the mayor like manipulated him into becoming Captain Avenger for for the mayor's own gain. And then, you know, it was it, yeah. And 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 that reporter discovers that it was all staged. It wasn't. All, it didn't start that way, but it became staged with him, you know, <clears throat> uh, thwarting crimes on the subway. And uh, you know, he he did actually legit uh, thwart a big drug uh, drug deal, um, but he ended up getting shot. And ends up having to stay with Jay Marsh, played by Ann Archer, um, because he got locked out of his apartment. He couldn't pay the rent. Everything just is and the mayor paid down. his rent and was yeah. like, "Oh, if that helps, come over to our side and fake this whole thing." And and he did, and it was discovered. And at this press conference where he's accepting the key to the city, um. Which the he reporter. did not want to go to, and he made it clear this was his last appearance, and he was going to go out with a bang. And... and 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 the reporter exposes him, and he gets he gets mobbed. the The crowd turns into a mob, an angry mob, and they they beat him up. They tear his cape off, and he he's you know he flees in embarrassment and shame. And, you know, you think that that's, you know, kind of the sad ending until I, I, I get chills thinking about this ending every time, <laughs> because as a kid, this story made me want to be a superhero. I'm 10 years old watching John Ritter's John Ritter's character become Captain Avenger in real life. Because he's embarrassed, he's shamed, he's decided he's going to go back to his hometown, he's leaving New York, he's giving up acting, and as he's leaving town, he passes by a building on fire, and a mom outside, it's cliche today, but you know she's like, my baby's inside my bed, and this little boy is <clears throat> hiding in a cabinet, in the kitchen, in a burning building. And when the, the firefighters are pulling out, they're pulling away, it's too dangerous. He rushes in to rescue the kid. And he ends up having to be rescued by the crowd gathered around watching everything unfold. Well, that I think is my favorite part whenever, you know, he gets the kid and then like, you know, the building collapses some and then like he's trapped inside and then the people are like, oh, I'm going in after him. And I'm going like, in. That was Jim Brown. Now, Sarah, were you able to watch Hero at Large? Yes. And what did you think? I, I enjoyed it. I don't remember this um, film. I mean, I was like in utero, I think, when it came out, but I don't remember hearing about it. I don't I this was like new to me. So it yeah, was, it was neat, and it was a beautiful performance by John. And I love John Ritter. And so, yeah. I, I, and I, I love Ann Archer too. And they had great chemistry together. And I watched a couple of interviews, one with Ann and one with John that were done in uh, some news channel in uh, New Orleans. 
right after the film came out. And so that was interesting to kind of watch them talk about the movie. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it is definitely, in my opinion, um, an underrated movie because I tell people about it. Like I, I, I asked the three of you to watch it and none of you had ever seen it or heard of it before. And I feel that way every time I bring up this movie that people just, they don't know about it. They, and it, it was the first movie that I owned on VHS. So <clears throat> I'm 10, probably 11 years old by the time I saw it. Cause it came out in 80. I, I had never heard of it, but in 81, um, we were the first family in our neighborhood to have a VCR. And the first half movies, what's that? I think you were half a Luton. Listen, back then, yes. Oh, sorry. That VCR was this thick and it was this wide. <laughs> and it was, it was a, it was an appliance. <laughs> and, and and it popped open at the top no. and yes and but we were the first people in the neighborhood to have a VCR. So we went out and we rented uh two movies because there were only like two movies available at the at the uh, video store. Um we rented Ram First Blood R the Rambo movie and we rented Hero at Large. And I, over the course of the weekend, watched both of those movies over and over and over. And somehow, I don't know how, I, my memory's fuzzy on this, but somehow we were able, maybe a friend or maybe we rented another VCR and we dubbed those rented tapes onto our own tapes because we had a huge taped a dubbed tape collection um yeah that's oh. not legal folks <laughs> you just admitted to a crime no, my dad oh, my, my my dad did it but but we had a dubbed ver we we had a copied version of hero at large and rambo and i memorized hero at large i watched it so much i had it memorized and um <laughs> uh I I love this film and it's been one of those movies that I constantly go back to when I just want to feel good. Like when I'm sick at home sick during when I had covid a couple of weeks ago, there are a handful of movies that I always watch to make me feel better and Hero at Large is one of them. Um and I still I that ending with the fire and people you know, going in to rescue him, just, it gets me every single time. Yes, I'm kind of morbid because I watch Jurassic Park to me if I'm sick. <laughs> we have, we have a couple of comments here. Um, and, and then we have to turn it over to our next uh, panel. So we're ending on time this morning, but luckily our next panel, <gasps> shocking, is Willow <laughs> and Keisha with Cryptid Crunch. So we have a very special Saturday morning edition of Cryptid Crunch coming up for you right after this. Um, and Carrie Bloodrose says, I think today was the first time I had heard about this film. 
I I get that all the time. Yeah. Molly da- Molly Daniels says I was 14 and I don't remember hearing about it. I don't know why this was not a this box office success. A very obscure movie. And yeah, I I don't understand why people don't know about it either. I wonder if something else come out around the same time that it was overshadowed. Well, they were trying to capitalize on the popularity of the Christopher Reeve Superman movie, which came out in 1978 or 79. So there, but this was part of the zeitgeist of, you know, American pop culture at the time. Um, I, I just, I don't, I didn't see it in the theater either. I don't remember it being in the theater, but um, I, it's one of my favorite movies. And Andrew Milden asks, do you remember VCR rewinders? <laughs> yes, I do. I had one shaped as a car. It was a Corvette. And you put the, because, okay, so D, back in the olden days, we used to have tapes with movies on them that had to, you had to be kind and rewind. So you had to rewind them before you took them back to the video store. And because it took so long to rewind it in the VCR, you wanted to watch the next movie. We bought these VCR rewinders that sat next to the VCR and you pop the tape in, rewind it on that. And you, then you can watch the next movie or tape your next show. Hey, look, I used to work in the video department at Kroger when I was 16. And I was the one that people hated. Cause I was like, you didn't rewind your tape. That's like an extra dollar. Okay, so you guys want to know why nobody heard of this film is because Star Wars Episode Four came out or Episode Five came out. Oh, Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980. And was there also was there also an Indiana Jones movie in 1980? Maybe, Uh, but I would think so. Empire Strikes Back. Did ET come out in 1980 as well? 82 was E.T. Okay. So, but 1980 was Empire Strikes Back and it dominated the box office. And when I say dominated, Empire Strikes Back ran for like six months in the theaters. That those, you know, that was, of course, you only had one theater in town that played one movie. So, you know, by the time everyone saw it, it took six months. But um, Molly Daniels saying, I'm thinking we got our VCR in 1980 or 86. We didn't even have cable until 1985. Yeah, I didn't have cable until 1989. Wow. We never had cable. I was a deprived yeah. child. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have cable either. I, I lived on a farm. No cable. Eli T. Cash chimed in and said, Oh my yog, a sign of the apocalypse. D one upped Johnny. Yes. The end of the world <laughs> is upon us, folks. Wait, she eats cereal and one upped you. I mean, this is an epic show today. We're gonna have hey, a I, Walmart moment for our show. I even surprised you the other day because I knew who the Powerpuff girls were. And you were like, Oh, I'm shocked. Speaking of the Powerpuff girls, we cannot leave without sharing this because we are running a contest, a fan art contest. So here's how this is going to work. 
I had to, I had a brain cramp for a minute. Um, <laughs> we are giving away $100 to a fan who creates a piece of artwork with me, D, Sarah, Willow, any of us singular or combined that we can, uh, you know, put up on our Facebook page is going to be voted on by our audience. And the one that gets the most votes within a four week period wins. And um, the deadline to submit is February 15th. And from February 15th through the middle of March, whichever piece of fan art gets the most votes wins a hundred dollars. And we've already had one submission <laughs> this is from Dave Mattingly. I look angry. Man. <laughs> this is because you make me get up at eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. That's that's exactly right. There we go. We we have been recast as uh the professor and the Powerpuff girls. I love this. I love it. <laughs> and D knew who the Powerpuff girls were, and I about lost. My I mind. didn't know their names, and John was like, what? But what are they made of? Sugar and spice and everything nice. Is that right? I can't remember. And <laughs> Chemical <laughs> X. Oh, yeah. Chemical X. And, and the big bad in the Powerpuff Girls, their main villain was D. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Mojo Jojo. Mojo, Jojo. Okay. We love Mojo. I know what I'm getting D for Christmas. A Mojo Jojo bobblehead pop. I want a bubble. Because oh, no. I'm bubbles. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, hey, before we leave you guys, uh, make sure you follow, find, and support all of our co-hosts. Sarah at author Sarah Jenkins. On Instagram, John, Willow. Do new loot. I know, I know, because we're, we're we're running short on time. Oh, so, but I wanted to show everybody my new shirt. Well, show, stand up and show it. Here, I'm okay. gonna put you center screen right, so everyone can see. Look, yeah. Look. Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. That's wait, wait, wait. What's happening? What's happening here? Oh, the technology is not cooperating. Okay. All right, here we okay, go. Okay, okay. Can you read it? Is it background? I'm too much. If I'm too no. much, then go find less. I love it. Isn't that I love awesome? it. That is a great way to end the show. So <laughs> I think we're just going to keep D center stage for the rest of the time. Why? <laughs> I hate it when you do that. I know. I know. I know. But follow D at DBarty Photography or DBarty Photo. Willow, find her at, at Willow Schuyler. And of course, at author Sarah Jenkins. Everywhere on the web, you can find me um, pretty much everywhere too, johnpica.com. But um, Molly, hey, she loves it. Thank you, Molly. While we are making the switch over, I just want to say hello to our other cereal box friend, Keisha Acuff. Hi. Um, Keisha! D, D, Sarah, and I have to run. It's my daughter's 19th birthday today, Willow. So I'm not going to be able to stick around. Okay. Happy but um, to your daughter. Yes, I, I'm super excited. And yesterday we found out, if you guys weren't watching, that um, Amy Yazbek's favorite cryptid is the Kappa from Japan, the frog with the bowl in its head that you have to get out to tip his head and spill the water out. 
And we learned about the squonk. <laughs> and and you need to cryptic crunchers, you need mm. to do some. We're actually gonna be talking about squonk. the the frogman from Loveland. Oh, the Loveland frog. So, yeah, yeah. She she mentioned that last uh, yesterday as well, and it's like, oh, we gotta switch over. <laughs> That's awesome. How much you just gave me a heart attack because Johnny was like, yeah, Copa, and I was like, did I did I research the wrong thing? No, Am I already messing no, up no. this early in the morning. <laughs> I feel like I was having a slight heart attack, Johnny. Thank you. Well, so with that, uh, Sarah D and I are going to sign out, but I'm going to run this one more time. Uh, if you like what we're doing, make sure you share it everywhere that you can. The multiverse fundraiser is going on for eight hours today and, uh, you can pop in and join us and have a great time. And with that, uh, D and Sarah and I will say farewell and we'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Our charity partner for this year's multiverse fundraiser is the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. They exist to spread awareness of aortic health and prevent unnecessary suffering through genetic research, widespread education, and radical advocacy. Simply click on the link at our website, www.themultiversefundraiser.com that says donate here, and that will take you to our Just Giving link. All donations go directly to the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. As a bonus, every $10 donation that you give enters you into our sweepstakes to win fantastic prizes. All information can be found at our website under giveaway. So thank you for watching and thank you for supporting. <laughs>